Greetings, gentle listener, and welcome to Remote Operations. Remote Operations is a podcast series made during lockdown by the social agency Stoke on Trent's art based support group for autistic and learning disabled adults living in the city and surrounding areas. But you don't have to be from Stoke to listen, it's for everyone. Well, except them in Newcastle on the line. They'd probably be happier with an episode of something posher like the Archers. Only kidding, Doc. Enjoy. This episode, we're talking to Carl Poynton about his collection. Carl had a lot of offers from other shows to tell his story, but I've managed to bag this exclusive chat with him for nothing but a competitive price and a sports car of his choosing. Here's what he said when we met up recently. Carl, can you tell me a bit about your collection? Um, well, I collected um, James Bond cars from all the films dating back to 62 until 2008. And I've also got the films dating until 2015. So I'm a big James Bond fan. When did you start? I started collecting the films... Roughly about 15, 16 years ago. And then I went to a market up in Yorkshire and they got all the James Bond vehicles dating until 2008. And they were all one job lot, so I bought them all and it cost me 150 quid. <laughs> My mum wasn't particularly pleased. I, I, I paid that much, but she said... If you want to have them, I can. So I went and jumped in the car and went to town and got 150 quid out of the cash machine. <laughs> have you got a favourite car? The Aston Martin from Die Another Day. I suppose it's because it's one of the more modern Aston Martins that they transformed and made into a James Bond vehicle with like the machine guns propping up at the bonnet and the rockets and the ejector seat and I suppose it's all that really Um, there isn't really anything in particular about it that's my favourite vehicle I just I think it's because it's one of the more modern vehicles over the past 20 years that they've used in the James Bond series. What's your favourite Bond film? (laughs) Spectre, 2015. As is Skyfall. Why is that? Um, I would say that it's where they set it. Because... in the opening sequences, it's set in Mexico and then it sort of moves around over different parts of the world. But I would say that it's more what it's about, really. Same with Skyfall, that's that's the same. In what way? Well, with Skyfall, it's, it's set on home turf more than it is abroad because 
he goes to Scotland with them and they actually go to the house where Bond was brought up in the Scottish Highlands. And with it being Judy Dench's last film as M, that's where she departed from the James Bond series. So who do you think is the best Bond? That's a tricky one. Um, I have a couple that I think are really good. I mean, Craigie is undoubtedly the best because he's taken Bond back to the kind of old olden days with his looks and the way he is. But I would say, oh gosh, going back over the past 40, 50 years, I'd say Roger Moore, really, more than anything. And the best villain? Are you asking? Um, Javier Bardem. Uh, what inspires you about James Bond? What inspired me was, like, the martial arts, because that's what made me take it up. Because I did martial arts all game almost 20 years ago. And um, I'd say that watching that made me think I could try doing it. Now, if you could have any job on a Bond film, what would it be? Sourcing the vehicles, what they use. Not just the Aston Martins, but all the others, really. My passion for cars has been there for, oh God, almost 25 years. What do you like so much about cars? I sort of like how them sort of vehicles are made, particularly the high-performance cars, which like the Aston Martins, the McLarens and all them. Um, I went to visit all the high-performance car showrooms about 15 years ago um, in Alderley Edge. And I actually got to sit in the latest Aston Martin, which they used in the Die Another Day film. And I, it sort of wanted me to ask if they would take me for a run in it, but my mother was there at the time, so <laughs> I didn't really want to say. And finally, one last question. Uh, have you ever done a track day? I got to drive the DB9, I think it was. I went to this track down south and when I saw the car I thought please don't let me write it off was my first assumption <laughs> um, but they have really strict rules and um, there was one or two cars actually wrote off that day mine wasn't one of them because I'm, I'm a good driver but I actually went in excess of 190 miles an hour <laughs> and how, how quick that Aston Martins can accelerate it felt like your head was back in the pit lane Hello listeners it's me apathetic reporter Branson Boredom bringing apathy to every situation well, 
Let's take a listen to what's coming to your streaming platforms and socially distanced cinemas. Well, we could listen to the sound of paint drying. Oh. Okay. Here we go with famous actors in the wrong film. Roll sound, please, team. This summer, Bruce Wayne has got a lot in his mind. The Joker's holding Gotham City to ransom, but the Batman's lost faith in Christmas. Aw, oh, gee, Joker. I just wish you'd change your mind about coming over for Christmas dinner. Every time a bell rings, a Hollywood star does a whole heap of overacting. Jimmy Stewart is the Dark Knight this time. It's personable. Coming to a socially distant cinema near you soon. Well, that trailer just has me giddy. With excitement. Speaking of giddy with excitement, here is my colleague, Erwin Irony. We sent him an advanced copy of the film and he is going to review it for you. Thanks, Branson! Well, I settled down to watch the film, but there was this really weird thing on. Never seen anything like it. A whole bunch of lads, I mean, I counted 22 of them, running around a field chasing this round, spherical object with a fella in black. Like a priest, but not a priest. Blowing a whistle and holding up cards. <laughs> I mean, crazy! Erwin, that's a game of football. Ah! That's what it was! Sorry, totally forgot about doing the review. Oh, dear. Well, see you next time, folks. Greetings, dear listener. This is the voice of Professor Simon Schnitzel. Once again, let us delve deep into the mind of a member of the social agency to discover their hopes, their onions, ambitions! I said ambitions! Let's hear this week's imagined biography. Then I will analyze the subject while you take notes. So, without further ado, I present to you gentle listener. Dodge No Biscuits Fitzherbert. Dodge No Biscuits Fitzherbert as a British aviator, guitar technician and security expert. Dodge was genetically created in a factory in Germany in 1958. His early life was spent in the confines of a laboratory until, at the age of 16, he came to the UK for the first time. Dodge had several unusual jobs, including providing security for punk bands and working for Led Zeppelin as Jimmy Page's guitar tech. Dodge, fetch my triple-necked mandolin, man. He began his training as a fighter pilot at 18 in the top-secret RAF program. He was a founder member of the Black Arrows, a highly classified and elite counterpart to the Red Arrows. Dodge was the first person to fly two planes at the same time, with one hand in each cockpit. He was also the first pilot to fly two planes inverted. Hollywood producer Don Simpson 
said he was inspired by an article about Dodge to recreate this stunt for his movie Top Gun. This movie's gotta be huge. Bring me more champagne and Swan's cheek. Dodge currently lives on a free-floating private island. He is a bachelor and is often visited by his many friends. All right, Dodge. Hey, hey, that's our beer. Very interesting, revealing, poignant even. My analysis is... Excuse me, gentle listener. I must get the door. Oh, hello, Simon. Is your mum in? Oh, hello, Miss Wilkins. No, she's not in. Um, well, this isn't a good time, actually. I've got homework. Bye. Well, dear listener, I'm afraid the analysis of this week's imagined biography will have to wait. So stay safe, keep it onion, and I'll see you in your dreams. You have been listening to Remote Operations, created and performed by the social agency. Appearing in today's podcast, we had Roger Fitzherbert, Mike Bond, Carl Poynton, Adam Cole, Robbie Nichols, Emily Andrews, and Rebecca Pan. Remote Operation was produced by Saul Hewish and Ed Gorn. Original music was written and performed by Toby Weiss with Cole Poynton. Emily Andrews was our social media executive and the artwork was by Robert Millward. We have also had other support from the arts. Recording was under lockdown restrictions. Remote operation was made possible with funding from Arts Council England and the National Emergency Trust which was administered by the Community Foundation for Staffordshire. The social agency is a product of Rideout.